you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you're human. And my friend, humans are capable of extraordinary things. We bravely walk through the storms of our lives and come out the other side a truer version of who we are. I believe we should do this together. Welcome to Braving the Storm. I'm Allie. I'm a business owner, medicine woman, researcher, professor, book editor, and a wildly imperfect human. I've walked through unfathomable dark storms, and I'm guessing you have too. This is where we get to talk about the hidden things that we're scared of and embrace what it means to be brave even when it's hard. I'm sharing personal stories and intimate conversations where we're learning to live authentically, courageously, and with hope that the storm will always pass and the sun will rise again. Hey y'all, welcome to episode three of Braving the Storm podcast. Today's episode is really close to my heart and really important now more than ever because in the season that we are going through COVID and we are going through all of the changes that our country has endured in the face of this pandemic, so many people have lost their jobs. So many people have had their job change and shift in its capacity. And I don't think we consider the loss of a job as deserving of the kind of grieving that you would grieve any other loss. And I especially didn't grieve the way that I should when I lost my job a few years ago. And my husband actually lost his job as a result of COVID. And it got us to talking about the circumstances under which I lost my job and how grieving should look after that kind of a loss. So I'm really excited to dive in and talk about that today with you. But before we get too far in, I want to take a moment to take a deep breath. I want to tell you that you're doing a great job. You are enough. And I seriously doubt that you've said that to yourself yet today. So I want you to take a deep breath in and let it go and I want you to say this out loud you can pause it if you need to or just say it with me I am enough I'm doing a great job I'm still here I am worthy I am loved and I am perfect just the way I am take another deep breath in And let it go. And let's dive in. I'm so excited to tell you that our Living Bravely in 30 Days course is launched. Day one starts October 20th, 2020. Eric and I are so excited to lead you in this course. It is absolutely the best of us. And you get so many things with this course. So I'm going to give you a link where you can sign up for it. You can sign up for this course anywhere in the world. It's totally online. You get access to all of the course materials 
for your 30 days where you're going to be doing the seven things that we do every single day to live bravely that I talked a little bit about in episodes one and two. This course includes all of the tools for you to be able to build that life where you're able to do those seven things every single day. It includes yoga classes from Eric, guided meditations from the both of us, breathing exercises, journaling questions that I've actually used as I've walked through all of the dark seasons of my life. You get a journaling question every single day of the 30-day challenge. You also get access to a community where we're going to be connecting with you every single day so that you get support. This is the biggest piece of it. You could just take the free download that I'll give you a link for and challenge yourself to do these seven things every single day. And if that is what you need, absolutely do that. But the biggest piece about doing this course with us is that we're doing it together because I believe that healing shouldn't be done alone. So we hope that you'll join us. It's literally for the cost less than a cup of coffee every single day. It's $79 for the whole month and for the entire course, all of the materials that you get with it. So I have the link to sign up in the show notes. If you have any questions, reach out to me on my website. I'll also link that for you as well. So today, like I mentioned, We're talking about the kind of loss that comes from losing a job. And I don't think we necessarily dive into the gravity of what our jobs are in our life outside of just the way that we make money and support ourselves. So if you're thinking about your life and all of the different facets of your life, whether you're an entrepreneur or you have a career a job that you go to every day, a job that maybe you go to every other day, whatever it is, if you kind of categorize where you spend your time, most of us spend most of our time at our jobs or doing our work. It's the world that we we live in um, unless you're retired or maybe you don't have a job yet or you're in school or at some other capacity. But I would say the majority of us and most of the people who are listening have a career. Let's call it a career rather than a job. So with a career and a job comes all of these facets of who we are, not just the job title. So let me give you an example so I can kind of paint the picture of this and maybe you can see how this looks in your life. I had a corporate job that I worked maybe 60 to 70 hours a week. It was a very demanding job. I was a project manager for a sign company. Um, We had an office that was maybe 15 minutes from my house, so it required not an awful commute, but I had to get in my car and drive there every day. Um, And sometimes that included stopping for coffee at Starbucks. You know, I would pack my lunch or I'd go out to lunch. You know, I was there, though, Monday through Friday at least 40 hours. And most of the time I was bringing my work home and doing some at night, doing some on the weekends. Um, That was the nature of that job, but it was really no different than most of the other jobs I had had 
outside of working at the Apple store. <laughs> that job I did not take home with me. But that all that being said, with that came so many things. I had friends at work. There was a culture that I was a part of, a language that we all spoke. Uh, my boss and my mentor, I mean, I, we call it, we joked and said that we were I was his work wife and he was my work husband because, you know, we spoke and communicated probably just as often, if not more, than my husband and I spoke and communicated. And same with his husband. We talked a lot about how his husband called me his work wife. So it was the, it was the nature of the job. And aside from all of that, too, we had, we had things that we did. I had really close girlfriends at this job. We would go to happy hour together. We knew intimate details about each other's lives just from talking every single day at work. You know, this, and a deeper than just being there constantly, this job was actually the job I had right when when Finn died. So, I mean, they watched me go through the hardest season of my entire life. So this particular job... It, I had a lot of ties there. And if you're listening and thinking about your job in your life and the people that you work with, it's, it's a huge part of your life. And regardless of if you love your job, hate your job, are indifferent about your job, it's just a big part of who you are and how you move about the world and move about your life. It's way, way, way more than the means to which you pay your bills. But it immediately becomes that, or it's supposed to become that, we have this stigma around it, that when you lose your job, all we think about is that you've lost your income from that particular job. And then your your mission is to then find another way for you to have income so that you can continue to pay your bills and take care of your family and live your life. But I don't think we accurately talk about and consider that that's a loss, a very real loss that is deserving and needing of, of grieving process after that loss. So when I said at the beginning of this how grief should, should look like, I want to clarify and say that grief shouldn't look like Anything in particular, like no one should tell you what your grief should look like, especially not someone on a podcast. <laughs> what I mean by that is this grief should look like what it needs to look like for you in your life in order for you to move forward after this loss. And if it's not grieved in a way that you need, it ends up coming back around energetically and in relationships and in other parts of your life or maybe it affects your future jobs and your career moving forward. So in the work that I do as a medicine woman, a big part of it is identifying with people how cycles come back around in their life and it manifests in different ways. So... If you've lost your job at some point during COVID and there's no grieving or no working through and processing it, that feeling of, you know, rejection or 
not not feeling safe or not having having anywhere to go or not knowing when your next paycheck was going to come in or any of these things that's a trauma and that's going to end up manifesting at some point down the road in your life that's just how trauma works if if there isn't a process or isn't a way that we work through that trauma so when i had that loss when I was let go from my job, and and by the way, this is something that I've never talked about or written about because it was so painful. And I'll be honest, I didn't feel like it, it for a while merited talking about as deep as some of the other losses that I talk about. But it was it was very painful what happened, understandably, and it was it's very worthy of a grieving that I never allowed myself to do and I think a big part of it is that because after you lose a job there's almost like you can't there's no time to grieve right away you have to move quickly you have to find yourself you know applying for unemployment probably figuring out can you afford to stay where you are in your home? Are you able to pay bills on unemployment or are you looking for a job right away? I think because the need to move so quickly in order to maintain or, or rebuild stability in your life happens that we don't actually take the time then to go back and grieve the loss, and which is totally understandable. But I see so many people at this point who have lost their jobs who are potentially you know, losing their job moving forward if the pandemic or anything with how we're being governed right now doesn't change. There's so many things up in the air and so many people's capacities have shifted as well that grieving is or is going to be necessary very soon or this trauma ends up sticking And the way I see it is I usually work with people in medicine ceremony like years or months after they've had the trauma. And the way that it shows up then is it manifests in your body. So for me, when I didn't work through the grief and the loss of being let go from this job, a few months later, it looked like my hair falling out. It looked like me spontaneously crying out of nowhere it looked like me not sleeping and and not really understanding why I couldn't fall asleep I was agitated all the time and it was because I never acknowledged how big of a loss it was for me to lose this job it was it was a traumatic experience the company I worked for underwent massive changes very quickly and it was all kind of behind closed doors it was very shady and all of us who worked there were all really really close but the management changing under like the owner we got in a new president from the outside and then he brought his son in and it it was really messy and things started to shift really quickly and out of nowhere in right after I think it was right after Christmas or right after the new year, everyone came in and 11 or 12 people got pulled into the conference room and in one fail swoop, they were all let go. 
And I was not one of the people in that first wave of people. But that day in and of itself was super traumatic. Here are 11. It, it was more than half of the company was just let go quickly. And, you know, without getting into details why, it was obviously it was a financial decision for the company. And I, I, I don't want to speculate as to what happened with the owner because it, it really doesn't matter. What matters is that it, it, that in and of itself was traumatic and included in that first wave of people that got let go was my boss, my mentor, the person that literally hired me when I was pregnant and was the, the work husband that I was referring to a little bit earlier who got me through, allowed me to turn my video camera off because he worked remote allowed me to turn my video camera off during huge meetings when he knew that I was sitting there crying because it wasn't that long after I lost Finn. You know, I was, it was a huge, huge deal for me that that he was let go first. And then I was handed all of his responsibilities. So all of, it was extremely stressful. I was then working at least 80 to 90 hours a week trying to grapple with my own responsibilities and the responsibilities that he had, and for about a month, I just, I worked until I cried, and then I was raw. I was like a raw nerve, and I was, I, I remember it was a Monday, and I was running around all morning trying to get things done as it goes as a project manager, and I was heating up my food, it was steaming on my desk, and I got called in. And it's one of those moments where, you know, you just remember it sort of like frozen in time, I think because it caught me so off guard. And maybe you've experienced something like this in your life um, in a different way, or maybe you have been let go from a job in this way. Um, But they literally called me in to the conference room um, and sat me down, and I thought it was something to do with one of our clients so I I brought a notebook in I was flying in and as soon as I sat down they said um Allie this is really difficult but we're gonna have to let you go and I don't think I think I did a double take and and a weird laugh because I thought they were joking (laughs) because I literally had so many projects on my on my plate that I I it had to have been a joke I had no idea who was gonna do any of this work and they were serious, and it was one of those uh, letting goes where I had to walk out and hand them my company credit card right out of my wallet, and I had to be escorted out of the building. I couldn't even say goodbye to my friends or clean out my own office or touch any of my things. You know, I went from being one of their most trusted employees, hello, I had a company credit card with my name on it, to someone who felt like I was a criminal or something, that I was just being escorted out of the building. And I, before you get all up in arms, I know that that's company policy for a lot of companies. The same thing just happened to my husband, even though, you know, the people he felt he worked for felt like family. The people I worked for felt like family. And I get that it's all business, but it's still really fucking traumatic to go through something like that. That is a really traumatic thing to experience at whatever capacity or level that it has happened and for whatever reason 
And so even if it is for something that, you know, you, you did, maybe you did something wrong or you didn't live up to whatever standard was supposed to be happening in your job and you were let go because of that or if it was out of nowhere or if it was something that you saw coming, whatever it is, under whatever capacity, being let go from a job is traumatic. And that that's the point. So that whole experience was super traumatic. And, you know, I, I just remember getting text messages from my coworkers asking what what just happened and I had to explain to them. And I called my mentor immediately, the one who had been let go the month prior. And it was all very sudden, very traumatic. And even though I was left with, you know, this feeling of this is probably going to be for the best, which it always is, by the way. Whenever something like this happens, whenever a loss in that capacity happens where you leave a job or maybe you break up with somebody or maybe you leave, you know, a toxic environment, even if I had left this job on my own accord, which I was fully planning on doing, as soon as I could because there was no way I was going to keep up being able to work at that capacity after they had let about half the company go. I was already applying to grad school and looking at other jobs. But it doesn't make it any less traumatic, the experience that happened. It doesn't make the loss less worthy of grieving it, right? So, of course, as I mentioned, as soon as the I was let go and even though I had a severance package and and I had already applied to grad school and all of these things, I needed to move quickly to figure out what what I was going to do and, you know, make sure that I was, you know, properly signed up for unemployment on the other side of my severance package, you know, all of the things that you got to go through. And like I mentioned, I didn't take the time to grieve. And there were, weird, there were weird things that should have triggered me to, to know that I needed to do that. There was one morning, I'll never forget it, I think it was a week after I was let go, that I got up, my Eric, my husband, had already left for his job, and I showered, got dressed, took my dogs out, drove through Starbucks, went on my old route without even thinking, pulled into the parking lot of my old job and my company, and it did not hit me until, I swear to God, I got out of my car and started walking towards the building before it hit me that I was, holy shit, I don't work here anymore. It should have been a huge red flag that clearly I needed to be working through this, Uh, but it wasn't until a few months later like I said, that my hair was falling out and I wasn't sleeping and I was spontaneously crying, that clearly it was still manifesting inside of me, this trauma. And I started to realize that I needed to work through that grief and work through it as if it was a loss in, the, in a similar way to how I had worked through the loss and the grief as when I lost my son. And it's because when you have a loss, the trajectory of your life, and I've written about this and I talked about this in one of the 
you know, one of the first two podcasts, I'm pretty sure. But even if you've heard it before, it's worth hearing again. A loss is when the, the trajectory of your life, the way you thought your life was going, has irrevocably changed by your doing, by something outside of your control, whatever it is. A loss, at least in my definition, is when your life is taken off its tracks. The way that you're chugging down or you're going down (laughs) the train tracks and the tracks get ripped out or you veer off or, you know, they're just, you run out of track and it's gone. And this void is sort of laid out in front of you. Sometimes it feels like a great void, like a look at these endless possibilities of now now what I can do and that that's kind of where where you want to get to but right away sometimes the void feels like a huge just black hole of now what now what do I do you thought your life was going a certain way and now you have to figure out a different way that it's going to go and yes when losing a job usually the way it's supposed to go, depending on what you believe in or regardless of what you believe in is really what I should say. The way that you weren't supposed to be in that job anymore, clearly, for your life or for your highest good or for the way that things are supposed to go for you. For me, obviously, that job wasn't it. I I have written about this and even while I was working there I held up a sticky note and I had it in next to my computer it says I will never work in a cubicle again because while that job was such a huge part of my life I was miserable I was miserable there but I was so used to going there and it was you know paying me really well that I just hadn't gotten to the point where I had found something different yet. I had started to. Literally that morning, I had published my website for my, you know, coaching business. I was going to do life coaching on the side. I was a yoga teacher. I had all these things that I was going to do on the side and build up. And I had literally published my website that morning. And that afternoon is when I was let go. And looking back on it now, I can recognize like, holy F, universe. I didn't mean that quickly. (laughs) But when 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 you say that you're open, the universe listens. And, And it just happened to move really quickly for me. And I didn't really put those pieces together until a while later. But regardless of the fact that I was planning to do something different after this job, the loss really hit my life hard. And I want to talk about how I grieved and how my husband has been grieving his job loss um, through COVID. So the very first thing that I believe is necessary in order to grieve something like this is acknowledging that it's a loss and it's something that, that needs to be grieved. So when Eric lost his job, we realized pretty quickly that it was something he was going to need to grieve because we had been through me losing my job before. And we had even been through him leaving a job on his own accord and we found that he needed to grieve 
that loss and that shift in the way that he thought life was going to go. So what I didn't do when I left my job and what he did do was he acknowledged very quickly that this was a loss and that this changed the trajectory that he thought his life was headed. So he was a studio manager at a yoga studio and his boss was also his mentor, someone that he looked up to very much. And even though him being let go wasn't something that had anything to do with him or their relationship or anything like that. It had to do with the fact that they were at their a yoga studio and, you know, we believe that he was probably kept longer than maybe they really could keep him through COVID and we're just grateful for the time that he was there. But regardless, it, it all ended up being very painful anyway, just the nature of it and just because, again, I know that it's all business, but the minute that he was let go, he had to literally just grab his bag and, and leave the building. Couldn't even, you know, show anybody anything for transition or anything like that. And and that's a piece that bothered him a lot is that he felt like even though the circumstances he could understand – He felt that he wasn't able to adequately transition or hand off his responsibilities and that that's a little bit of guilt that he feels, which I can understand because I felt the same way when I was let go from my job. You know, one part of me wanted to be like, well, fuck them, (laughs) fuck this, I'm never thinking about this company again. But it was inaccurate because even though the people – who let me go, it wasn't going to be their problem to deal with all of the responsibilities that I had left. It was going to be my peers, the people who were on my level that were handed this huge amount of work. And I and I felt really bad about that, even though it wasn't my fault, even though it wasn't my problem. And Eric felt that too, that it, even though it wasn't his fault or, or it technically wasn't his problem anymore, that was something he needed to work with. So we did a little bit of work releasing or letting go of that guilt that he was carrying around and that can look different for everyone so the way that that ended up looking for Eric is he did a lot of meditating and breath work and he started working out a lot again in in different ways so a lot of his workouts involved him doing hot yoga in the studio where he was a studio manager so he started doing yoga vigorously at home Uh, He started running a lot, started finding ways that he, when he would feel that guilt come up from not being able to pass off his responsibilities, he would breathe through it and acknowledge it and find a way to release that guilt. And and that's, that's something that I want you to take with you from listening to this is when you feel guilt from a trauma or something like that, you have to find ways to release it from your body or it's going to stick and it's going to stay and it's going to cause problems down the road in your body health-wise. Trust me, I know because the guilt from my abortions manifests in some serious health problems that I'm still working through today. And that'll be something that I certainly talk about in another podcast. So any guilt or anything that comes up in that way needs to be released. So you find 
what works for you and maybe the first thing you try isn't what works for you but you'll know that it's going to work because when you feel guilt in your body it feels like a tightening and whatever you do to help release it it's going to relax or loosen or literally release those muscles where that guilt is tightening so for a lot of people guilt ends up tightening your shoulders So a lot of stress, a lot of guilt will tighten our shoulders up towards our ears and whatever release work we do, if we can drop our ears, or I'm sorry, drop our shoulders down from our ears and release that tension in our shoulders, then we know that whatever release work we've done is actually releasing that energy from our bodies. Another example is that I do this and a lot of women tend to hold emotion and grief in their hips. So maybe releasing that trapped emotion looks like going for a run or doing hip openers. Um, And you can look up hip openers on Pinterest or online or message me and Eric can give you a private yoga lesson. But regardless of what that is, so obviously step one is acknowledging that it's a loss. Step two is releasing any of the guilt and releasing any of the like pent-up anger that may be coming up because you lost your job and it sucks. And maybe probably at this time it was out of your control. And anger is something that tends to pop up when things are out of our control and when it revolves around something that there's fear So fear is permeating our lives right now. Fear of the unknown. Fear of what's coming. Maybe fear of finding another job and and what that is going to look like. So all of these things, this guilt, this anger, sadness from losing your job and not being around the people that you're used to being around or maybe even losing the work that fulfilled you and gave you purpose – All of these emotions, I probably should have started no matter what the emotion is, but I was kind of telling you what we dealt with first. Guilt, anger, sadness, stress, betrayal. I felt a huge amount of betrayal from this company that I had poured myself into and they just like kind of let me go like I was yesterday's trash. Um, All of those things, all of the feelings and emotions that come up after a loss are all super valid so they need to be acknowledged and then you need to find a way to release them from your body once you have acknowledged them. So I want to be very clear about that this isn't one of those like hacks or you know five four three two one and you move on and you don't think about it anymore. This is acknowledging the thing and how you're feeling and saying okay I see you I see you guilt, I see you sadness, I see you anger, I see you betrayal, I see you stress, I see you fear, whatever's coming up for you, see and acknowledge it and then you're just releasing it from your body. Now that doesn't make this thing go away, it doesn't make the fear or any of the things that you are feeling just dissipate but what it does is it pulls it from your body and from your bones from your blood and inside of you because that's where all of these things manifest and start and it brings it out 
in front of you where then you can move through it. Then you can work through that feeling. Then you can see that maybe that fear is showing you something. Maybe this this sadness is showing you that, you know, this was really something that you cared about and is there a way that that you can find something like this moving forward. Maybe the ang- the anger for me really taught me that I was giving way, way, way more than I was getting back in a paycheck. And even though all that paycheck was really nice <laughs> and a very sizable, I was like giving a piece of my soul pretty much to this company. And the anger that was coming up for me was showing me that I just, I was angry the whole time I was there. So these things that are coming up, once they're acknowledged, once they're released from your body, once you're able to sift and work through them, then that really gives you space to move forward and figure out the now what. It gives you the capacity then to figure out what's next in a way that's aligned with, the, with who you are. You know, in a perfect world, if you lose your job, you should be able to take all the time that you need to figure out what's the best thing for you in your life. What's your highest destiny? What's your greatest good? What's your calling and your dharma as to why you're here on this earth? But the reality is you have bills to pay. You got to keep a roof over your head. You probably have babies to feed. You have responsibilities. You have to keep moving. So while you're grieving this loss, doing this release work and acknowledging the grief and taking a moment in your day to sit with these feelings that are coming up, it's going to allow you to move forward with the things that you have to do. And that's true for any loss that you go through. That's true for Anything that happens in your life, even if a bomb drops on your life, like when my son died, I still needed to figure out how to move forward. And that's the point of acknowledging and actively, intentionally going through a grieving process. Because even when your world ends, when the way that you thought your life was going gets ripped from the train tracks, the world keeps moving. The sun keeps coming up. Everything else around you is keep continuing to move forward. So even though you want to just crawl under the covers and stay there forever, because believe me, I have been there, done that, got the t-shirt. You have to move forward. You have to apply for unemployment. You have to look for other jobs. You have to figure out what's next. And it's just the, the way that it is. It's, it's reality. And by the way, I just want to make a statement really quick about going on unemployment because I feel like there is still, even though almost all of our country is on unemployment right now, I still hear a stigma around me about people who are on unemployment as if they've screwed up or they're less than in the world and I I just would really love to call bullshit on that right now because if you are on unemployment now, if you were ever on unemployment after you lost your job, that that is the way the system is supposed to work. 
you've probably, and I, I said this to my husband because, you know, even though he saw me on unemployment, we've seen family members and friends go on unemployment. He, when he was applying for unemployment, I could feel this like shame in him that he was, you know, needing this help from the government because he lost his job. He felt shame for something that he had absolutely no control over. And that is a completely normal piece of how our country is supposed to work. I said, Eric, you have probably paid for yourself through the taxes that you've been paying since you were 15 years old. We've both been working since we were 15 years old. So, And that's not to say that other people who are on unemployment, who haven't been paying, whatever. I'm just going to get down a, a whole crazy rabbit hole here. My point is that there shouldn't be this huge stigma around being on unemployment because it's a part of the way our country is set up. It's part of how we're supposed to be able to take care of each other in hard times. So I just, I just reject the stigma about it. And I reject this idea that people who are on unemployment are, are somehow lower class citizens. So if you have lost your job recently through COVID or at any point when you're listening to this, do what you need to do. You don't need to be proud. Go on unemployment. That's what it's there for. Take the time to grieve this as a real loss. Acknowledge it. And let it go from your body. I don't mean to just hack and move on from it and forget it ever happened. I mean to release it from your body in those ways that we talked about so that you can work through it and move forward in your life and create a life on the other side of this now what. I don't believe that everything happens for a reason. And for the love of God, if, if someone in your life loses a child do not ever say to them, everything happens for a reason. But in a scenario like this, I really do believe that people lose their jobs or leave jobs or leave, you know, things like this in their control, out of their control, because it is on their line for what their highest destiny is. And I do believe that, by the way, about me losing my son. I do believe that that was leading me towards what my highest destiny is but saying that it happened for a reason is painful and bullshit and just should never you just don't fucking say it and it's what everybody loves to say (laughs) at times like this it's not helpful but it's helpful for you internally to think about how this can be serving you and what you're what you're really here for which is your dharma why why you're here on this earth at this time How is this able to serve you? And that is once you've figured out and got yourself secure, got yourself unemployment, got yourself in a place where you can make sure you have food and a roof over your head and all of these things, all the boxes are checked for you to be taken care of. Then you think about at that point how this is for your highest good and and how this can serve you and you use that for you to start to create and craft the now what and, and the new life that, that you have an opportunity to build now. Now you can start to see that void in front of you instead of a, a huge black hole of what now, you can 
shift it to see a whole blank canvas of what's possible. So I hope something in this episode serves you. I hope that you take this and you go out into your life and you breathe into what you're supposed to be here for because I truly believe that if you're on this earth and you're here at this time that you are really supposed to be and there's there's something that you're you're meant to do while you're here so with that I love you and I and I want to acknowledge you and tell you that you are here for a reason and I want you to breathe into that with me. <sighs> Sorry, I needed an exhale before <laughs> before we breathe together. So here we go. Take a deep breath in and let it go. A deep breath in. Let it go. One more deep breath in and let it go. Put your hand on your heart, maybe both of your hands over your heart, and send yourself some love, some energetic light internally because you deserve the healing and the grace that you need to keep moving forward in this life. Make sure you check the show notes for any of the links for the Living Bravely Everyday download, which would be very helpful for you at regardless of wherever you are in your life right now. Um, it's free. I'll have a link for you. And if you're interested in signing up for our Living Bravely in 30 Days course that we're launching on October 20th is day one. Um, I'll have a link for that as well. And if you'd like to work with me one-on-one -on -one, or if you have any questions about anything that I've talked about, please contact me on my contact page. Find me on social media. I'd love to cross paths. I think this is in my outro, but you're hearing it now. Sorry, I'm not a perfect podcaster. <laughs> I probably never will be. So I love you and we'll always brave these storms together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Braving the Storm podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, please leave a review, and please share it with people. Take a screenshot, tag me at Braving the Storm podcast, or tag at Allie Blair Snyder. If you'd like to work together one-on-one, -on -one, find my website at www.allieblairsnyder.com and contact me. I'd love to cross paths. I love you. Be brave. And remember that the sun will always rise again.